Have you ever had any of these thoughts? Have I confessed the word enough to get my healing? Should I speak to the mountain once and ignore it or should I speak to it several times? If I do that, am I still in faith? Have I done too much binding and not enough loosing? Should I just be praising God for my answer now or should I still be speaking to the problem? Am I saying and doing everything right? And we can start getting fixated on a formula to get something from God. But we have to remember that we are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. And God's given us everything that we need to maintain our position of victory. Hello and welcome to Faith Talks. I'm your host, Emily Preston. And in these podcasts, we will be discussing how to practically apply the principles found in the Word or how to be a doer of the word so that you can start seeing more of the manifestation of God's grace in every area of your life. everybody and welcome back to Faith Talks where we learn how to walk by faith through grace. Today is part four of my series, Remember Your Position. Remember your position. And what is our position? Our position is our position of victory over anything that would try to steal, kill and destroy from us. So over the last few weeks, we've been talking about where and what our position is. And we've talked about how to become fully persuaded of our position. And now we're in the process of going through all of the weapons, the spiritual weapons that God has given us to defend and maintain our position. And last week we started talking about the blood of Jesus and how the blood of Jesus is one of the spiritual weapons that God has given us to maintain our position of victory over the devil. And today we're going to go on with some more spiritual weapons. Again, these aren't in order of importance or power. <laughs> they are all equally as effective as each other, but they we can use any single one of them to maintain our position of victory over the devil. Okay, so again, it's not about a formula. It's not about getting everything right and saying everything right. It's about knowing our position and using the tools that God has given us to maintain our position. So today we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. Again, last week we talked about the blood of Jesus and today we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. We can use the name of Jesus to maintain our position of dominion and victory over the devil. Philippians 2 verse 10 tells us that the name of Jesus is above every name. And when we use the name of Jesus, every knee must bow of things in heaven, on earth and under the earth. Okay, so remember, we were raised up together with Christ Jesus. We are now seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are co-sharers of that position of authority with Jesus, that position of victory with Jesus. And now God has given us his name to enforce our position. Because when we carry someone's name, we carry their authority. For example, if I asked my daughter to go and tell her brother to clean up his room, if she was just to go into him and say, Patrick, clean up your room, 
he would completely ignore her. <laughs> but if she was to go in and tell her brother to clean up his room because mum said you have to, then he has to do as he's told, not because his sister told him to, but because she's carrying the name of mum and he has to recognize and respond to the authority behind the name of mum. So if she goes in and says to him, Patrick, you have to clean up your room because mum said so, then the results are very different. (laughs) And Jesus told us in Mark 16 verse 17 that the signs that would accompany a believer would be that in his name, in the name of Jesus, we would cast out demons, speak in new tongues, pick up snakes, drink any deadly thing, heal the sick, raise the dead. And all of those signs and wonders that follow the believer follow us because we do them in the name of Jesus. And if you are a believer, then these are the things you can and should be doing in his name. Okay, because remember, it's not our might or our power. It's by his spirit. It's the spirit of God. It's the authority of Jesus operating through us. And God gave us the name of Jesus so that we can speak to situations, we can speak to circumstances, we can speak to sickness and disease, we can speak to poverty, we can speak to evil spirits in that name. And it has to obey us because we carry Jesus' authority, which is represented by his name. And all of those things have to recognize and respond to the authority that is in that name. I'll give you an example of this. Many years ago, we were trying to sell our car and we had a deadline on when we had to have the car sold by and we listed it and we advertised it and we got a little bit of interest, but no one committed to it and it began to get closer and closer to our deadline. And so I just started to speak to that car and I would say, you are sold in Jesus name. You are sold in Jesus name. Buyer, you come for that car in Jesus name. And right before our deadline was due to be up, someone came and purchased that car. And it was because I was speaking to it in the name of Jesus and everything in the natural and the supernatural had to go to work to do what I was telling that car to do in the name of Jesus. Whatever needed to happen, happened. (laughs) The right person saw the ad, whatever it was, I don't even know. It doesn't even matter what happened. But because I was speaking to that car saying you are sold in the name of Jesus, everything in the supernatural and the natural had to respond and obey that name, obey the authority that was represented by that name to get that car sold. Okay, so the name of Jesus is a powerful spiritual weapon that we can use to maintain our position over things that come to try and talk us out of our position, over things that come to try and steal, kill and destroy from us. So a symptom may show up in your body and you can speak to it and say, you get out in Jesus name. You know, sometimes my kids start coughing and sneezing and it looks like they might be getting a cold and I just refuse I just say no you bow your knee in Jesus name you have no place in this family no cough you get out in Jesus name cold you get out in Jesus name because I'm not going to have kids up all night coughing and sneezing and spluttering all over the place and I speak to those things in the name of Jesus and they always go within a very short amount of time because that cough or that cold or those germs or those viruses or whatever it is it doesn't even matter you don't have to even know 
where it comes from, but it has to obey the name of Jesus because at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. So whatever it is that's speaking to you, trying to talk you out of your position, you speak back to it and you say no in Jesus' name and you tell it what to do. So the name of Jesus is a powerful spiritual weapon that God has given us to maintain our position of victory over the circumstances, over situations, over things that would try to talk us out of it. The next one is the word of God. We can use the word of God to maintain our position. Now, this is different from confessing the word. Again, remember, we confess the word to renew our minds and constantly remind ourselves of who we are and what we have. But we can use the word of God to maintain our position of victory because the word of God is his great and precious promises that tell us what we have. And John 1, John chapter 1 tells us that God and his word are one. So God doesn't have a will that's separate from his word. His word is his will. And 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 tells us that all of the promises of God in him are yes in Christ. And so through him, our amen is spoken to the glory of God. Okay, so what does all that mean? It says all of the promises of God in him are yes in Christ. The word of God contains all of the promises of God and he has already said yes to them. They belong to us. We don't have to wonder if healing or prosperity or uh, peace in our children or our relationships or nothing missing or nothing broken is his will for us. Because we can find all of those promises in his word and he has already said yes to them. He has already said, yep, you can have them. They're yours. But now we have to add our amen to it. And what does amen mean? So be it. So we have to add our amen to the promises of God and that's how we receive them. That's how we make them ours. We have to take the promises of God and say, I am what the word says that I am. I can do what the word says that I can do. I have what the word says that I have. And that's how we add our amen to them. And when we add our amen or so be it to the promises of God, God gets the glory when we have what we say. So when the enemy shows up to talk us out of our position, we resist him with the word of God. And you can see evidence of this happening in Matthew chapter 4 when Jesus was being tempted by Satan in the wilderness. This is a perfect example of the enemy questioning Jesus' position. Satan was questioning Jesus' position. Remember he said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. If you are the son of God, throw yourself off the temple. He challenged his position. And what did Jesus do? He answered Satan with the word of God. No, it is written. It is written. It is written. And eventually he said, get behind me, Satan. So when the devil challenges our position as healed, if you really are healed, if you really are prosperous, if you really are blessed, we answer him the same way with it is written by his stripes i was healed it is written i have all sufficiency in all things it is written all of my children are taught by the lord and great is their peace it is written that i have the fruit of the spirit which is love joy peace etc 
Okay, and when we answer him with the word of God, when we answer the symptoms and we answer the circumstances with the word of God, that is how we maintain our position of victory over those things. Now, I have had people ask me if there's a certain scripture that's better or more powerful than the scripture that they're standing on. And I'll have questions asked to me such as, these are all the scriptures that I'm standing on for my healing, but do you have any that are better than these scriptures? Now, there's nothing wrong with asking that question, but I want to assure you that there isn't. (laughs) There is no scripture that is better or more powerful than the one that you are standing on because the Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful. That means that every word of God is quick and powerful. Proverbs 4 says that it's God's word that is life to us and health to us, not just a particular scripture. It's any word of God, any of God's words are life to us and health to us. Our sword of the spirit is the word of God, not a specific word of God. Okay, so we have to be mindful. That's another little sly tactic of the enemy. He tries to deceive us into thinking that we're not using a scripture that's powerful enough against him. No, any word of God is enough to resist the devil and he has to flee from it. But in saying that, if you need to be certain, there is nothing wrong with asking God for a specific scripture to stand on and he'll highlight one to you and that will be your promise for your situation. Okay, but you can go to the word of God and find any scripture and remember all of the promises of God in him are yes to us and all we have to do is add our amen to them. So any word of God you can use, if you get any word of God, you can use it to maintain your position of victory over the enemy and over the circumstances. We know that the word of God is the will of God and we know that the will of God is that we walk in health, prosperity, protection and peace in every area of our lives because that's our position in Christ and we use the word of God to enforce God's will in our lives. So if sickness, disease, pain or a diagnosis shows up, we enforce our healing with the word of God. By his stripes, I was healed and I am healed. God sent his word and healed me and delivered me from destruction. God's word is life to me and health, healing, medicine to my flesh. And all of those promises of God, he has already said yes to them. They're yours. And that's how you add your amen to them. If something's going on in your nation, that's in contradiction to the word of God and biblical values. We enforce God's will in our nation by declaring the men and women who govern this country hear the voice of the good shepherd only and they run from the voice of a stranger. They are a terror to evil and not to good works. Every plant my heavenly father has not planted is rooted up. And again, God has already said yes to all of those promises. We are adding our amen to them and that is how we enforce God's will in our nation. If your kids are messing up and giving in to ungodly influences, you enforce God's will in their lives with the word of God and by declaring all of my children are taught by the Lord and great is their peace. You can get any scripture from the word of God that speaks to you and you can use it to enforce God's will in your children's lives. So no matter what situation presents itself, 
the way that you enforce God's will in that situation and maintain your position over it is by speaking the word of God and that situation has to come into line with the truth of God's word. Another thing that you may have heard or you may have thought yourself and I've heard many times that I'd just like to talk about quickly is the rhema word. So you may have thought or you may have heard someone say, oh, you need to get a rhema word from God and then that's your promise from God. That's the promise that you can use to overcome the situation, but you have to get a rhema word, okay? I've heard that so many times. You may have heard it too. So I just want to cover this quickly. If you look at that word rhema in the Greek, that word rhema simply means a spoken word a spoken word of God okay so it doesn't mean that the word came from God necessarily although it does include that a rhema word is simply any spoken word of God which means that it becomes rhema as soon as we speak it out of our mouth a rhema word is a spoken word God's word becomes rhema when we speak it When we take the promises of God and speak them out of our mouths, then they become rhema words. But you do not have to get a rhema word from God because God's already said yes to all his promises. So why would you need to get a specific word from God if he's already said yes to all his promises? Okay, so don't think that you have to get a special word from God before you can stand on it. You take a promise from God out of the word, any promise of God, and it's just as powerful as any of the other ones. But the key is to speak it because faith in God's word isn't released until it's spoken. It doesn't become rhema word until we speak it out of our mouth. That's where the power is. And that's why I emphasize and stress the importance of speaking God's word, because when we speak God's word, that's where the power is. And I'd like to give you an example of this. You may have heard this testimony, and if you haven't, I highly encourage you to look it up on YouTube. It's by a lady named Lashay McKinney, L-A-S-H-A-E McKinney, M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y. And this lady was healed of lymphoma cancer. And actually, I believe it was Kenneth Copeland Ministries that filmed and released her testimony. So you can find that on YouTube. But what I want to bring out of this testimony, it's one of my very favorite testimonies, is that this lady was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer and the doctors gave her 28 days to live. I believe it was 28 days. It may have been 30, but it was around there. It was a very short amount of time anyway. And so Lachey McKinney had heard and been taught that God's word acts on our bodies like medicine. And so she decided to take scriptures that promised her healing, that promised her that she was healed, and she took them like medicine. She confessed the word of God and spoke it over her body three times a day. And she remembered that Gloria Copeland had taught that if the symptoms get worse, to double the dose. So she was basically going around her house every day just declaring the word of God over her body that she was healed. All of the scriptures that she was healed. Now she never mentions speaking to the mountain. She never mentions using the name of Jesus. She never mentions 
um, using the blood of Jesus. She never said that she had to get a rhema word from God before she started speaking her scriptures. She just got her scriptures, which were her great and precious promises that God had already said yes to, and she agreed with them and she used them. She spoke them over herself every day. And she herself says in her testimony that I think it was on the 28th day or it was like it was the day before her prognosis was due to kick in. So the doctors gave her 30 days to live and it was on the 29th day or whatever the day before was. She says something dropped in her spirit and she knew she was healed. She became fully persuaded that she was healed. She was so full of the word that told her that she was healed that the cancer couldn't speak to her anymore or give her any excuse for being there and it had to flee. So she used the word of God to enforce her healing and it was enough to get the job done. And Jeremiah 24 verse 29 is an awesome scripture, one of my very favorite scriptures. And it says that the word of God is like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. And we can use the word of God like a hammer. We hammer that situation with the word of God, with God's will for our lives. And that situation has to crumble. Why? Because we are enforcing our position. We are refusing to let go of the promises until the situation comes into alignment with who we are in Christ and what we have been given through the finished works of Jesus. We are enforcing and maintaining our position with the word of God. Okay, but you can go to the word and you can find any scripture. It doesn't have to jump out at you. Every word of God is as powerful as the other, but the key is to take it and to speak it and to speak it in response to those situations and circumstances that are trying to talk you out of your position and they have to bow their knee to the word of God. Isn't that awesome? Number four is that we have the authority to speak to the mountain. This is another spiritual weapon that God has given us to enforce our position. And that is the authority to speak to the mountain. Mark eleven twenty three, very familiar passage of scripture says, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Now, the mountain here simply represents any obstacle or hindrance that is in your way. It represents any intruder that is trying to come in and put his dirty feet up on your coffee table. It represents any intruder that is trying to climb the walls of your castle or is standing outside your castle trying to talk you into letting him in. Okay, that's what the mountain represents. And one of the ways we maintain our position of victory is by speaking to the mountain, speaking to the obstacle, the hindrance, the intruder, and telling it to go. We are not speaking to the mountain trying to get healed. We speak to the mountain because we are already healed and we are enforcing our healing. We speak to the mountain and we keep speaking to the mountain until it's done what we have told it to do. Now, the reason I say to keep speaking to it is because 
the mountain will continue to speak to you. You may speak to it one time and tell it to go, but that doesn't mean that the mountain will go immediately and it may hang around for a while and it may say to you, I'm still here, I'm not moving, I've still got my feet up on your coffee table, you can't make me move, you can't make me leave. And so again, speaking back to it and telling it that it is removed and it is cast into the sea doesn't mean we're not in faith. It's simply answering the mountain every time it speaks to you and reminding it that it has no right to remain. Okay, so you are in faith because you are in your position of victory and you are reminding the mountain it has no place in your life. You're reminding the intruder it has no place in your house. You're reminding that intruder that it cannot storm your castle. And every time it speaks to you, you're saying no. You cannot come in here. You don't belong to me. You are removed and you are cast into the sea and you are answering it and you are telling it what to do every time it speaks to you. Okay, so again, I'm emphasizing that it's not a formula. It's maintaining your position. It's not about whether we speak to the mountain 200 times or two times. The number of times you speak to it is irrelevant. We're not speaking to the mountain trying to get victory over it. We already have the victory. This mountain is in our face trying to tell us that we don't have the victory and we are simply reminding it that it has no place in our lives and that it is removed and it is cast into the sea until it's done what we've told it to do. Okay, you are the healed. You are the prosperous. You are the blessed. You are full of peace. And if a mountain appears and tries to stand in your way and convince you that you are not all of those things you are simply reminding it that it has no place in your life as often as is necessary until it's done what you've said you are maintaining your position it's not the formula it's maintaining your position a really good example of this was several years ago when my son broke his arm. You may have heard this testimony in my podcast on the Believer's Authority. He broke his arm at a skate park and my first response was to grab him and start speaking to the bone and speaking to the pain. Now, if I'd sat there with Miles and thought, now, what do I need to do? Do I need to confess the word 500 times over him? By the stripes of Jesus, Miles is healed. By the stripes of Jesus, Miles is healed. By the stripes of Jesus, Miles is healed. Then I probably wouldn't have seen any results. But all I knew was that I had victory over this broken bone and it had no place to be in his body. It had no right to steal his health and his wholeness from him. And I just grabbed him and I spoke to the bone. I said, no. You are healed in Jesus' name. Pain, go in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against Miles shall prosper. And I wasn't thinking through all of the things that I was doing, hoping that I was doing and saying everything right. All I knew was this bone was trying to tell me it was broken and this pain was trying to tell me that his arm was broken and I wasn't going to have it. And I just pulled out all of the guns that I knew I had to remind that bone and that pain that it had no place in his body. And I just spoke to it and I don't know exactly what I said. Again, there was no formula to it. It was about maintaining our position of victory over broken bones and pain. And I used the word of God. I used the 
name of Jesus. I spoke to it and told it to go. I spoke to the pain and told it to go, which was the mountain in this scenario. And after about half an hour, everything that was trying to tell me that his bone was broken, that his arm was broken, left and he was completely fine. And I think I've mentioned that a few times later that day, the pain tried to come back and the symptoms tried to tell me again that his bone was broken. And again, I just applied the same principle. No, you have no place in his arm. Pain, go in Jesus' name. Bone, you are healed in Jesus' name. And see, I did not apply a formula to that situation. I simply maintained our position of healing using the tools that I had at my disposal. Okay, so speaking to the mountain is another tool that God's given us. It's another spiritual weapon God has given us to maintain our position of healed, whole, prosperous, blessed, peaceful, nothing missing and nothing broken. And if you'd like more teaching on speaking to the mountain, I have a podcast series called Things Obey Words. And that's episodes 52 to 55 of this podcast. And I go into a lot more detail and depth teaching on why the mountain has to obey us. So I'm going to wrap it up here for today. And next week, we're going to talk about a couple of other weapons that God has given us to maintain our position of victory. And I know that you are never, ever going to tolerate anything stealing, killing or destroying from you or trying to talk you out of your position in Christ ever again. So join me again next week on Faith Talks. God bless you. Thank you so much for being part of today's episode of Faith Talks. If you have any questions related to today's or any of my previous episodes, if you have a testimony you would like to share, or for a free copy of Confessions for Life, please email me at questions at faithtalks.com.au. For episode announcements and regular encouragement, you can now find Faith Talks with Emily Preston on Facebook and Instagram. Finally, if you know anyone who would benefit from today's or any of my previous teachings, please share this podcast with them and help them receive revelation of the truth that will make them free. Until next time, know that I am praying for you and don't forget to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, and you will be blessed in everything that you do. God bless you.